The plane had been flying for some time now, and what with the blindfold, the noise of the engine, and the overpowering smell of plane fuel, Ruby felt she had lost all sense of time and place. She had no idea how many other agents were in the plane with her, or at what point they had parachuted out. She just waited until it was her turn. She felt a hand press on her shoulder. You're up, Redfort, said a voice she didn't recognize. She got to her feet, a little wobbly from sitting so long in the plane's angle. With the help of the anonymous hand, she shuffled from the row of benches until she reached the place where the doors must be. You ready? She nodded. Sure, you're sure, said another voice she immediately recognized. It came from the cockpit. Hitch's voice. As far as secret agents went, Hitch was considered the best. He was Ruby's immediate boss, though some would doubt it to listen to her. If there was one thing that Hitch might want to change about Ruby Redfort, it was her mouth, or rather her inability to keep it shut when it might be a good idea to keep it shut. Kid, we have a rule here at Spectrum. Rule number one, in fact. Did anyone ever fill you in on it? When faced with this bothersome question, Ruby would widen her eyes and say, I'm not sure. Does it have something to do with not talking with your mouth full, or is it no strappy sandals in the workplace? Hitch would mutter, why me? And remind himself that she wouldn't always be 13 and a total pain in the butt. But despite the banter and the occasional run-in, they got on very well, and Ruby knew rule number one better than anyone. Spectrum rule one, keep it zipped. Hitch, she called from the back of the plane. What are you doing here? Someone's got to fly this thing, he replied. You okay, kid? Sure, said Ruby. I'm looking forward to a little alone time. Something goes wrong out there, you know I'll find you. The merest hint of anxiety in his voice. What could possibly go wrong, said Ruby. She felt the huge force of the wind as the doors were wrenched open. Any last wishes, said the guy in charge of the jump. You got a pair of earmuffs I could borrow, she replied. He removed the blindfold from her eyes and she looked down into the moonlit dark. Ah, stop whining, Redfort, and get out of here. And so she did. As she tumbled through the night sky, thoughts unraveled and joined and twisted themselves together, and all the time she fell and fell until, with a jerk, her parachute shot open, and now she was drifting jellyfish-like through the dark. She strained to make out any part of the landscape. Then, all in a rush, she touched Earth, a textbook landing. She detached herself from her microchute, folded it, and neatly repacked it into the rucksack. It weighed very little. She knew exactly what to do next. Survival rule 10, stop. In other words, stand still, take stock, orientate, plan. Stand still. Ruby had no idea where she was. It could be Canada or Alaska or perhaps some other state. That was the point of the exercise, drop you somewhere in the middle of nowhere where you knew neither terrain nor climate and see if you survived. What Ruby was sure of was that she was not in Twinford anymore. Far too cold. Twinford had been experiencing a heat wave, the hottest summer for 50 years, and the heat just seemed to keep on building. This brief plunge in temperature should have come as a relief. Might have been just what she was looking for if only she had been better prepared for it.
Spectrum had dropped her with next to no information about where she was landing, but then that was the idea. Could she get out of here alive? She instinctively gripped the small survival pack issued to her and walked to a small clump of trees out of the wind. Take stock. The knight's icy fingers grabbed and prodded and made her bones ache. The first thing she did was to unpack her kit and put on everything that might keep her warm and dry. So far, so good. Orientate. She shone her mini flashlight on the basic map she had been given. She had to make straight for the hill, or was it a small mountain? In the dark, it was hard to tell. In any case, straight up and over was the only way to go. Plan. Ruby made the decision to keep moving. It was too dark to make a shelter, and in any case, the trek would serve...